Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Popping everybody, hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. You know, Ben, I'm not even upset that you're the host today. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Come oh. oh, it it feels like you know maybe order hasn't been restored in the way I would have you know maybe preferred you know over on leading towards the Jazzy J side of things. But at least we are out of the reign of anarchy. I cannot believe that that there was a rally because there was a rally because it was, I mean, it was a very concerted effort in order to, in order to, to, to tip the tables there. It so, was <laughs> so to speak. Um, so I, I was very impressed because I, I genuinely, uh, thought that this, we were going to have one full month of just 15 seconds of silence at the end of it at, the, the, at the beginning of every episode. The interesting thing too, is that the rally is still all based upon the first episode of anarchy. Because oh, as people are listening to this, um, we are recording a little bit ahead of time to, in, in anticipation of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So the last episode, of course, Anarchy Still Reigned, but that one hasn't aired yet. So people don't know that Anarchy reigned for two weeks as of this recording. Interesting. Interesting. It's I I am I am just so curious about like the the possible uh jarring effect that may have happened, like listening to that first episode where, where it was just pure silence <laughs> and being like, hang on, hang on. What happened? What happened? I've been with this show for 100 episodes starts the same way every single time. I think if you've been with this show for a hundred episodes, you would, you would know you'd be like, wait, what? No, no, no. Here's my question for you. Do you think that you would use a different intro than the one that I use. Oh, I thought about it many times. Oh, because I oh, feel like this, sure. could, this could be such a selling point for you. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Do, <laughs> good eye, mates. 
<laughs> Jazzy no, J here. I'm not going to read Ben's little opening paragraph of what's popping, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so you can't even do it. So yeah, I know. I mean, why? it's right. You know, you got to you do your own thing. Of course. You, know, you got to host the show in your own way. And who knows, maybe one day I'll get to. <laughs> maybe maybe what we should do, Jay, for our, our um, custom custom vinyl record, because we still have to record that episode, mm-hmm. the, the one that like for the Patreon perk, maybe we should do it entirely in accents. So, <laughs> now, what do you think about that? <laughs> Everyone's just getting real Southern. <laughs> so, but, oh, my gosh. So when uh, I read books to Luke at night, uh, we the his favorite books right now are the Berenstein Bears, which are, is really fun to read to him because like... Uh, he inherited a lot from not just um, like our old Berenstein Bear collection, but also Beth's Berenstein yeah. Bear collection. So it's like this big conjoining of Berenstein Bears library. And they are, uh, I think, great books for kids. The only issue is that they are like long books <laughs> I, yeah, as far as kids books go. <laughs> I've thought about this so many times because like when we were kids growing up, we would we would like go in and mom would read us books before we go to bed. Yeah. And I've I, like in my head. She'd be reading us books for like a stretch, you know, like, like it wasn't like we we were going in and it was like, you know, leafing through for like three, four minutes. Yeah. And and then that that was it. Right. And I feel like on multiple occasions she would read multiple of these books. So it's actually like maybe somewhat reassuring to find out that you know how like sometimes like as a kid you see something and it seems huge and then you go and see it as an adult and you're like, man, when I was a kid, this seems so big, so big. Uh, so yeah. this is this is almost like okay so like my, my memories are not completely wrong about this yeah yeah I mom would let each of us pick one book out uh, yeah. per night or like chapter or something you know what she hated was. her least favorite book do you remember uh Mr Frumple's day off yeah worst day or what, worst day it, ever yeah it, is oh that his God. name Mr Frumple I think it's Frumble Frumble Mr Frumble from uh Richard Scarry's world of uh characters or whatever. I did not know that he was a character from something. I know that he drove a pickle car. Yeah, he drove a pickle car. Um, there was a there was a series of books all written by Richard Scarry. There was also a Nick Jr. show. I, for, for the life of me, could not figure out. Like, Mom hated reading us this book. And I, I, yeah, I like, don't know why. I, it was like, I, I'm pretty sure we thought that it was the funniest thing. Oh, there was, yeah. It, it, I remember thinking it was hilarious it was just this pig and he was just like a very he was the the unlucky character that bad things always happen to and he drove a pickle car <laughs> in fact in fact in um i believe it was maybe like fourth grade my teacher had this like this um program that she subscribed to where you would get uh the ability to like write and draw your own book oh. and, and then you would send the pages off and they would be like hard bound and then you could like give it to your parents as like a gift and yeah. it would be like i wrote this book and it would have like all of your illustrations and handwriting and stuff and so my my cartoon character as a kid was was boxman boxman and and i'm pretty sure i wrote boxman's worst day ever and oh. it was like literally, <laughs> it was like literally like me just being like I love Mr. Frumble, so yeah. I'm going to see what I can have Boxman <laughs> do and what type of calamity he gets into. So maybe Boy. maybe at some point in time, I, if I can dig it up, I think I know where they are. I can um, I, I can like read it. Yeah, you know, oh, oh like, if you could find the Boxman book? Yeah, the Boxman book. Oh my gosh, if it had survived all these years. I think it has. Wow. I know, that'd be wow, very exciting. That'd be fantastic Patreon content. I know. I know. Anyway, I feel like I side-railed you from a conversation about the Berenstain Bears reading to Luke and it being longer than usual. Okay, well, I, as we were talking, I had another point I wanted to hit. So you said, yeah, you couldn't believe that mom would read. It, it did feel like mom was reading books to us for a long time. Yes. And okay, so I think, and I agree, it did feel that way. And 
oftentimes we also would each pick a Berenstain Bears book. There would be like three of them. Yeah. Which, so my typical routine with Luke is that he can like pick three books. And that was prior to owning all these Berenstain Bear books. Oh. So like all of story time used to take like 10 minutes. Now it takes like seven minutes to read one of those books. Oh, wow. You know, so it's like they... Um, they uh they add up quick. They can, really extend the time, and he knows he knows they're oh, longer, and he will m- absolutely attempt to milk it. It is amazing as as I watch Luke get older. I feel like he is becoming you so quickly, mm-hmm. which is like he is like <laughs> he is very aware of how he wants things to go, mm-hmm. and will go to lengths to make it so. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of you in that kid. Yeah, per- well, you know, I am raising him, so. That's true. That's know, true. I can I can applaud his efforts, but uh also I am uh I want to <laughs> have some free time myself. But this is the interesting thing is that you uh I have thought before or I I think there are some nights where like Beth will be out just like with friends or she'll just go to bed early or something like that where uh, upon putting the kids down, there will not be like time to spend with Beth because she will just either already be asleep or she'll be out for the night okay. or something. And on those nights, I'm like, whatever, let's just read five books. Like it, there is no pressure on me to hurry oh, up and put Luke to bed. I see. It's like, so it's always, <laughs> inter- and so I think that might've been the case with mom. Like, you know, mom, when she finishes putting us to bed, she's just going to go downstairs and, you know, like our dad was working at the TV station, so he wasn't home at nights. Right. Yeah. So yep. she's either you know I don't know what she does fold laundry or vacuum or <laughs> whatever I, whatever should, mom did to get the whole house running with three boys all the time. We have got <laughs> to have mom and dad come on at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want answers to these questions. Like, yeah. like <clears throat> what was going on? Yeah. Well, how did you use that time? Yeah. It must so, have been so productive. I, I can only imagine it was so productive or it was just chill time and it was, I don't know, but there, I, I bet there was no immediate hurry. There was no like pressure to like hurry up and put us to bed. Yeah. You know, whereas like, yeah, if, like, you know, Beth and I are going to hang out. Even if it's just like watching TV, it's just like, that's my alone time's time to spend with Beth just like hang out to relax or get something done but like if if that's what's waiting for me downstairs that I'm like all right come on let's go to bed here's a question for you though because I've talked about this before like this thought of is it possible that by the time our generation reaches like retirement age instead of video games seeming like this like young man sport it will be very like associated with like the elderly when we are them Uh, because we will have like lived an entire lifetime with this recreational activity at our disposal. And my guess is that like, even as you get older and maybe are less able to go and play a pickup game, you know, of basketball or something like that, you you probably could still play a video game pretty, pretty aggressively, pretty, pretty well. Um, But one, one curiosity that I have is that like, like sometimes I feel like mom and dad are so good at always being very productive. And I wonder if any part of that comes from, like an era of time where they didn't have just just mountains and mountains of ways to entertain yourself with with like media yeah like they didn't have they didn't have like the phone in the pocket right you know like you couldn't just scroll endlessly for half an hour and be like oh my god how long have i been doing this 30 minutes what okay boo right well and and that's the thing's like so i was like i'm getting up at night now to like you know feed addy it's it's definitely been like either I listen to a podcast or 
I am usually just yeah scrolling some type of social media. Yeah. And so it's kind of it, like it, it occurs to me it's sort of like where would your brain go if, if if like you didn't have such easy access to this type of thing? Right. I yeah, it's like I I've thought about this before. It's like the um it's like the the human experience is presently missing a certain boredom factor. Yeah. You know, and that's I a good way to put it. Like I can't like there yeah, I remember there being like weekends or just days in the summer when we were kids where it was just like, you know, mom and dad were just at the house. We weren't going anywhere. We weren't doing anything. And it was just like I I'm bored like there's nothing to do. I'm bored. All my friends are on vacation and is is like I don't want to do anything and okay. like I can't even I cannot imagine that like being like so bored that I'm like actively worried about being bored because at the very least I can you could always pull out your phone at the moment and go from zero to like point one on the entertainment oh yeah, yeah. absolutely um and and so yeah here, here you want to hear my worst pitch ever okay okay boredom bars boredom bars so it literally like be a bar where there's where there's like no there's no tvs there's, right. no, there's no like anything it's like it's a place you go where there's nothing to do right it's not free of wi-fi it's not free wi-fi it's free of wi-fi yes, yes. maybe that's the name of the franchise free of wi-fi free of wi-fi um yeah and it's like the whole idea is that you are able to go and like get this like maybe like zen experience that is just the the process of being bored right there's just like it's like a it's like a it's like a library where you don't let books where you don't let phones in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. maybe it just is a library <laughs> did we just think of libraries <laughs> oh oh the times we invent things that already exist um, hear me out they'll just be like you can just be quiet like you won't be allowed to be loud you just have to be quiet we'll have chairs and there'll be stuff to read. Like books and newspapers. Books. You could even bring the books with you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's that. Um, <laughs> what an idea. What an idea. Libraries. Libraries are good. Beth takes the kids to the library, the, to the library a lot. And they often do have stuff for kids to do that is, you know, oh, see, not there, screens. The, <laughs> where, where is the, the necessary boredom yeah. in that? They're, 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 they're providing activities continuing to deprive our children of boredom it's it's like the irresponsibility of not entertaining yourself during a period of time like i almost feel like this is something mm. that that i tend to feel where it's like it would feel like i i almost feel like by scrolling by listening to a podcast by listening to a book it's like i'm using every ounce of available downtime to increase <clears throat> the amount of things that i know just very passively right like 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 i'm not i'm not studying something yeah but but i almost feel like there is this like ongoing compulsion this kind of like ongoing need like in order to maintain your ability to be interesting you need to be able to introduce constant new things to think about into your brain right um and but but yeah you i feel like it's it's so dead on that like it just does boredom still exist I mean, it it must in some capacities. Like certainly, I remember back uh, at, at my old job at, at the concert venue, Bingo. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> certainly, like um, you know, you couldn't just sit at your desk and scroll on your phone or something. That's true. You know, and so like certainly, I would get very bored at work a lot of times. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like this is this is probably one of those things where I I almost feel like and and I've actually wondered about it myself before where it's sometimes I feel like I don't look forward to weekend activities in the same way that 
I historically have. Yeah. Like, like when I was in college and stuff, if I knew I was going skiing or snowboarding or something over the weekend, I would be like, that would be like the, the main thing I'd be like daydreaming about. Like I cannot wait. And, you know, and then like Friday, it would be like, it's Friday. It's Friday. As soon as class is over, I get to drive up to the resort and, and yeah, you know, I'm going. Yeah. And, and yeah. Then like the weekend begins and this is going to be amazing. And I feel like that, like it goes from like, you know, the, the entertainment bar is down here at like a, like a one or a two. And then it was sort of like weekend hit and, you know, you'd be at like a nine. Um, and I feel like now what almost happens is just that like the week itself is just, <laughs> I feel like this people are going to get so mad. This is like the biggest first world problem ever. It's like, <laughs> I'm just entertained too steadily throughout my entire life. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta reel it in, Ben. I know. I know. Okay, I need to go hit up a boredom bar. Yeah. Hit up a library. Right. Right. I need, I need, yeah. That's true. Yeah. There's a really good library near your house. There is. Yeah. There is. Yeah. I used to walk there on the first year of Super Carlin Brothers. I would take walks to the library in the middle of the day. I don't <coughs> know what it is about libraries, but it, it's almost like this. I feel like I have a mental block about them. Like, I think even the idea of, and this is silly. I mean, I'm not saying that this is how anybody should feel, but I almost even feel like the idea of borrowing a book rather than owning the book for some very contrived reason in my head, like there's like a, like a weird disconnect. Like, and I don't even think that it's, that it's not that I would get to own it. It's the, um, responsibility of knowing I had to return it. Ah, interesting. I, th- I think would probably, <laughs> I'd rather have just paid the money for this book than have to worry about returning it. I I cannot stress <laughs> it enough. The frequency at which this is absolutely real in my life. Like, I think, I think at all times I would rather pay the cost to not have some type of like external um, responsibility to someone else. I see. Like, I, I think that that's like a very, it's like this, um, um, and this might segue into a conversation I want to have with you actually. Um, it's, it's this like extreme determination to not be a burden on anybody in my life Mm -hmm. like like for any reason at all right um and it's and it's like i i will go to such lengths to prevent that from happening Mm. um but here is here is the the thought experiment that i had over the weekend is the question is independence overrated is independence overrated that sounds like a real loki kind of thing to say doesn't it like, maybe like, maybe yeah like, like you crave subjugation <laughs> <laughs> well so glorious purpose yeah yeah um but <clears throat> i i feel like um and, and this is this is probably just actually accurate at least for the united states but we are we are as a as a country um pretty built on this idea of of independence, um, individualism versus collectivism. So, uh, and we, we've talked about that exact thing before. Like there, there are other countries throughout the world where you may live like with your entire family unit, like your entire life and, right. and be very active in your immediate and local community. And like everything you're doing at all times is, is, is trying to contribute to the, this, this greater everyoneness. Yeah. Whereas I feel like there, there's a lot of us where it's like, it is that thought of, you know, how can, how can I have my house, drive my own car? Yeah. You know, not have to be like financially dependent on any other person. Right. Um, like, yeah, being a strong, independent person. You right. You know, it's like a catchphrase. Right. Um, and it's like, is, 
is or should that be even the case at all? Like, are, do we do we put too much priority on this when like interdependence could just like literally be better? Ah, uh, that is that is an extremely I think broad and deep question at the same time. And I think if uh, we knew the answer, we would be able to uh, we w- we would do it. You know? Oh, like, like like we'd be able to like implement some kind of some kind of change. Right. Like I, I heard once, uh, that I I remember reading once that if there was a correct way to raise your kids, there'd only be one book. Oh, sure. Sure. (laughs) Right. Like, like if there was a, if there was a correct, absolute definite way to do it, there'd be one book that told you what to do and you'd only have to read that book and everyone would get it. Right. Right. And it would just be the correct way and it would work every time. But that's obviously not the case. Like the correct way to raise your kid is the way you raise your kid. <laughs> right. Um, right. But so like if there was a, a correct, if there was a known correct way to coexist with everyone on earth, uh, we, uh, there'd only be one book. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, I don't, I don't know. Um, so, there, there are certain obvious advantages for like independent stuff like this, like it breeds a lot of like creativity and advancement and like momentum yeah. uh, and like development and stuff like that. But it also breeds a lot of like greed and, um, you know, uh, I, I think it probably promotes a certain amount of that like scarcity attitude. Like I need to always make sure there's enough for me. And if there's, if other people have more, that's less I could have or that, you know, sort of mentality. Yeah, right, right, right. <coughs> and, and that, that can certainly be a thing. Like your, your friend gets like a, a great new job or whatever, instead of actually, I mean, probably externally happy for them, but inwardly being like, wow, wow. Now I'm going to have to, now I'm going to have to compete with that. Right. You know? Um, <laughs> right. But like, th- think about it this way, like almost even like my guess is that when it comes to like voting and elections and stuff like that, you are probably much more tuned into the national ones than you are the local ones. Yeah. But like, it would almost be very interesting if the world ever shifted in such a dramatic way that it was kind of like, nobody really cared what was happening at the national level. Like that was so far away from your immediate township. Mm -hmm. But then like your township was very like, like that is who you were focused in on and you knew your, your candidates and like how you were going to be affected by the voting and you know who these people were. And it was like, and the, the mass turnouts were always for the local elections, not for the national ones. Mm. You know, so the idea would be, and, and this is like where I, I don't actually understand politics that well or how all of the different, you know, millions of pieces fit together right? Or anything like that. But, um, I, I think that that could be, that could be interesting. I feel like there, there potentially at some point in time could be a greater, uh, possibility like of going back to, I, I could see there being a greater amount of peace at different eras in maybe specifically American history where, where your township was very important. And the, the group of people who you lived most directly around, like your actual neighbors mm-hmm. probably had like a, a consistent way of looking at the world and like the, the priorities of the people as it pertained to the ones that were like within a 10 mile radius of where you lived. Right. Cause my guess is that those are probably much more likely to be similar than someone who lives you know, if we live in Virginia, someone in California, yeah, like completely opposite ends of the country, you just have different things that are happening, which is yeah. to no fault of either party right. at all. It's just literally the case that like 
there's there are just different problems you know like yeah. or, or things facing that's that's always such a thing with like america it's like it's such a big country with so many different kinds of regions you know it's not like your president it's not like if the country was just you know the the northeast it'd be like most of these places are pretty similar right like you can make decisions that affect this entire country and you can make them favorably because everyone here is basically affected the same way right, by right. the thing. But it's like if you make a decision that's going to like really benefit the style of life that, you know, that the people in the Northeast, that, you know, that's going to help them. It might be way different for people living in Arizona. Like the, these changes don't help us sort yeah, of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like we're, but these are not problems we face on the reg. Yeah. So I'd be kind of curious because like if you, if, if listener at home, you live in like a European country, it, it's kind of fascinating to me because countries themselves, it seems much more expected will have <coughs> their own, culture and traditions and ways of life and decision making and policies and, and all that type of stuff. So like my guess is that like if you live in Germany and travel to Italy, then you know what to expect when going to Italy. But my, my curiosity would almost be like if you were traveling to the United States, could you see there being a difference between traveling to the state of Florida versus the state of Oregon? Or how aware are you of the fact not living in the United States, how radically different those two places are like effectively they could be their own countries, right? Like States could be their own countries in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but that, that we sort of have this like collective, th these deep collective threads that tie all of us to this central America. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, a <laughs> nope. <place>. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the, just, I know what you mean. Yes. To like the continental U S uh, yes. Thank yes. you. Thank you. You saved me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's it's funny because I almost feel like maybe maybe the individual states resist the idea of becoming much more like themselves. Yeah. You know, like like embrace yourself, Arizona or, yeah. or you know, Utah, New Mexico. I don't know yeah. why I'm going like my very specific corner of the country. But. Yeah. Like if you're out, of, if you live out of the country and you say and you are coming to visit the United States, do you say, oh, yeah, I'm uh, going to America this summer? Or do you say, I'm going to Virginia this summer? Or I'm going to California or New York or right, whatever. Right. Those are obviously the three top states you'd go to, probably. Virginia, but, number one. The rest are like a distant second. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're traveling here, come, come here. Come to Virginia. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, how, how much is there is there this, like, pressure to try to identify as an American instead of, like, a Virginian? Yeah. Mm. Um, like, do you, have you ever thought of it that way? Or, or would you even know, like, could you even, like, having lived in Virginia your whole life, uh, would there even be ways to be like, this is what it means to be a Virginian? Oh, gosh. not Virginia is, I think, a terrible example because Virginia is basically three states unto itself, right? Like, you have Northern Virginia, which is just, like, south of Washington, D.C., and that's where the massive populations live. But then if you're on, like, the East, like, we're an East Coast state, but we live in the mountains, which is, an, the mountains are not an East Coast thing, right? right? Like, we live in the Appalachian Mountains mountains where we live and that's that that's like uh southwestern virginia and uh that that is very different from northern virginia which is very different from eastern virginia where it's beaches you know yes, yeah <laughs> it, we, we have like three very and then on top of that we're right dead center like mid-atlantic so yeah. like even in terms of like like where virginia fell like i even feel like i had different teachers tell me different like um leanings like from like a, a civil war standpoint because yeah. you know, virginia was this like sort of middle ground 
state where, you know, it, it could have been yeah. much more likely. Yeah. Like Northern Virginia has felt one way and Southern Virginia has felt another way or something um, just based on how it's, it's placed. So we're, we have like a very weird cross section yeah. that slices. Well, so, okay, here's one way in which I think you could, you could examine this. Cause you're right. Like it, it, no matter where you are in Virginia, I remember we had a friend once um, and I, I had been, I think I was listening to the podcast Hello Internet and they were talking about state flags and how most of the United States ones are like just terrible. Okay. Like they're not good. And so I was like, I would like never like heard that take before. I was like, hey, what are the flags of the flags? Whatever. And so I brought it up with one of my friends one day and I was like, like, what do you think of the Virginia state flag? Like, or like I was expressing that I didn't think it looked very good. Okay. <laughs> and okay. they were like, what? No, it's amazing. I love it. I would never change it. And I was like, why? I was like, cause I've lived here my whole life. That's always been a flag. It's like, Right. Like, like that, like I bet you're, and I was like, I knew, I knew that's how you'd react, but <laughs> well, sure, yeah. sure, sure. It was like, uh, very interesting that like all of a sudden, like you really took pride in this one thing, uh, that represented your state where you had always lived. Sure. Despite like, um, I don't know the, and this is true for a lot of American states is that their flags don't live up to very good standards. Uh, as far as flags go. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I mean, and it, it almost feels like some measure of flags themselves is, I don't know, like, it, it feels like very rarely is a flag cool, you know? Like, mm. like it, it doesn't feel like there are that, like, it, it feels like when flags were designed, it, it preceded graphic design. That's the so, problem, isn't it? So much. Yeah, I mean, because how many flags are like just like four bars of color, three bars of color? No, most of the American flags are blue with a circle in the middle. Oh, okay. Like well, a seal or something. Interesting. That's what the Virginia one is too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, I almost wonder if there was just like a grand rebranding, if people wouldn't all of a sudden be kind of like, yeah, like our, our flag is awesome. Right. <laughs> but I, I had this thought before too, because there is, I, I've, I've made, I usually use like sports teams as like the argument, but it's it's so funny how you come to support one side or another on a given thing and so like for us we support like the virginia tech Hokies as like a football team right and their key rival is the university of virginia uh whose um mascot is the cavalier Mm -hmm. and it's one of these things where i would be willing to bet that most of our friends who are also virginia tech fans would would be like oh Hokey, way, way cooler mascot than a Cavalier. Absolutely. But if you're, I, I guarantee you all the people who are UVA fans don't think that that is also true. I'm 100% sure they think a Cavalier is a much cooler mascot than, than you know, than, than a bird. I'm sure they think word. comparing mascots is a frivolous waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> you're only proving my point. <laughs> It's like, it's like you have, you have found yourself, you have been told which which side you exist on. And therefore it's like, you vehemently believe that your side is right. Oh, I haven't been told. I mean, I paid the university of Virginia tech quite a bit of money to hold this stance myself. That's true. You know, I I paid for this. I paid for this stance and I will defend it. I'm not, you're not going to sell me on the Wahoos down there in Charlottesville. Okay. Being cooler than Hokies. I don't think so. Uh, But but to be fair, I mean, you were, you were a uh, Virginia tech fan prior to attending the school way prior. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my point is, is that like, it's, I think it's the exact same thing. Like you just said with the flags, it's sort of like, it's like you like it because it's always been that way. And it's sort of, like this is this is like where where your right. your your thing no i hear you virginia tech changed its official logo not like three years ago and i do not think it's better 
you know (laughs) it's like you change it and by change it i mean they went from a t being connected to a v to a to a t being connected to a v with an extra line like like a little bit more flowy line between the v and the t looks stupid (laughs) not stupid obviously it's better than any other virginia university school but um it doesn't look as good, I don't think. Man, you were just dropping. I mean, this raining <laughs> strong opinions from your from your half of the half of the pop today. Um, but so anyway, I mean, whenever it comes down, this is this is always the the thing that I come down to when it, when it's like you have when when you're so sure that your side is right, try to take your favorite sports team, think of their rival, and think about how hard it would be for you to become a fan of oh, that yeah. team instead. And yeah. it's like it's like just because like <clears throat> you might find yourself on one side or another and you might feel firmly rooted in there and it's like it's like asking anybody else to change the way that they view things. It's like asking them to change their favorite sports team to the rival sports team. Right. And it's like it's like literally when it comes to sports it doesn't matter. But see this that, like, that I think is the fun of sports is that it's like such a safe place to be a vehement fan over such a nonsensical stance it's like, true you it's know true. it's yeah. like but but i think you were also right that people take a similar stance on things that do matter right and that's where and it's like like yeah you're right like we're you know people know we're a fan of like the yeah like we'll just stick with the hokies like if you think for one hot second that i could root for uva in any scenario like no i'm just not going to like i couldn't become a uva fan ever <laughs> You know, <laughs> incapable. Like, okay, I say ever if if my it, like if barring my sons attending the school themselves or something. I have to warn you. I feel like it's very likely they're going to go there. It is like one all, of the best schools in the in the state. It is. It is a good school. There's no doubt about that. And if they went there, they would have my full support. I would go to all of you know all of Luke's basketball games where he would obviously be like the starting point guard. Whatever. And I, but, but, you know, barring a situation like that, I have to ask, will Nick and Nate be beaters on the Quidditch team? Obviously. Okay. They'll have real Quidditch by then. (laughs) We'll have anti-gravitational brooms up and running. Will we? Dude. Don't make, don't, don't cash checks. You can't deposit. I don't Mm -hmm. know. How does that sentence go? (laughs) What do we need? We got 16 years to make anti-gravity brooms, right? Okay. Seems doable. Do you think that if we shifted gears right now and just got extremely into that development, yeah. do you think we could get there? You think we personally could invent anti-gravity brooms? And here's the thing. Despite the need, like, I mean, if it could literally be anything, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't even need to be broom-shaped, would you make sure it still is broom-shaped? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You got to okay. still, look, it's all the spirit of the sport. Look, maybe we couldn't now, but perhaps after um, four years of extremely... Uh, valuable education at the uh, Virginia Tech University. If you like majored in engineering or something, then possibly you could you could manage it. Virginia Polytechnical Institute. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> VPI. Yeah, that, that's isn't they, it, is, yeah. is that the real name of Virginia, Virginia Tech? Polytechnic Institute and State University? Yes. Hmm. At least it's not a mouthful. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Virginia Tech's a way better name. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's uh, our parents went to. Uh, I always thought this was funny too. The the Plattsburgh the Plattsburgh State University. University of New York. No, Plattsburgh State University College. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. P-Suck. P-Suck. <laughs> did you have did you need state and university and college in there? I don't know. But we got them all. But they got they're like, what should we call it? Just put them all. Just put them all. <laughs> you think state, university? Yeah. College? Yeah. Right. Well, um because you could just say, like, oh yeah, I go to I go to like Texas State. Like, oh yeah, that's a school. I go to Texas University also. 
also sounds fine. Right. Texas College. Right. Okay. <laughs> Those <laughs> no all grad. sound like places. No grad school. I get it. <laughs> that is that is what makes a university a university. Right? University has grad school. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Anyway, I don't know where we were going with this. Should Ooh. we have a flag for popcorn culture? Oh. Do we need boy. a flag? Oh, goodness. Now that you've said it, of course we need a flag. Of course we need a flag. Where, do we, where would we even start? I feel like we start with the little kernels. And Ooh. I will say this. There, I can... I can at least be sure. I feel like rectangle, probably the safe, you know, we're not okay. going to go crazy shapes. Okay. Okay. I would, I would also mandate zero words on zero? the flag. Okay. No words on flags. Okay. Okay. Big you, anti-words on flag, man. I, I feel like there's, there's going to be a very strong desire to just have a, like a popped pop piece of popcorn. Just I can, you know, it came to mind as well. Right. But I can't decide if I actually think that that would be like nice or if that would just be a little too silly. Is it? Yes. Is it, is it good because it's obvious or is it bad because it's obvious? Right, right. Right. Or could like a duck work and people would be like, well, what does duck oh. have to do with popcorn culture? And then mm. everybody, all the little kernels out there would be like everything. <laughs> What do you even mean? What do you even... Yeah, come on. Get with it. Ducks go in cups and on flags, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) It could be the case. Could Uh, be the case. This is... This was when... um, Also, back my concert venue days, they were bringing... When we were growing up, there was a minor league hockey team there. Yeah. Called the Roanoke Express. I remember. I think we've talked about them. Yeah. Um, And the Express's mascot was, of course, a train... Because Roanoke, if you don't know, is a bit of a train town. We are. Or yeah. like, that's what it was more founded on. Less less uh, reliant on that industry as a whole anymore. But they're still here. The trains are still here. They are. Sure. Yeah. They're, they're like, like not even far from us. Yeah. Not even far. You can hear them all the time. Yeah. Um, but so trains are a big thing in Roanoke. Uh, the, the town used to have an alternate nickname called Big Lick, I think for Salt Licks. Um at one point yeah that that one's never actually made a whole lot of sense to me is there like an abundance of salt here i don't know i know it has to do with salt licks in some capacity mm, but okay. so anyway big lick that's the name for the town we're also in the blue ridge mountains and we have a giant star on top of the big mountain that uh, overlooks the city those are the four things we have trains big lick blue ridge mountains and the star yeah everything in roanoke demands it be named after one of these four things yeah and it, it it drives me crazy oh yeah it's i mean it's like like everything is star city everything is yeah blue the ridge. star city or the blue ridge or the big lick or the uh, or the express <laughs> so <laughs> popcorn culture is supported by arena club okay so you guys know that i love trading card games and that me and ben are big time collectors of pokemon cards you know it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth and like even in our office we have not one but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled but some Something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the 
industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Or So anyway, when they were bringing the minor league hockey team back, they didn't want to call it the Express. And I remember going into the meeting, I was just like, look, when they were trying to talk about the names, and I was like, my, 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 my initial idea was, let's avoid these four things, <laughs> to which everyone else in the room was just like, that sounds like a bad idea. And I was like, I was so certain in my soul, like, no, we've done this. Every, it's so ob. It's like it's bad because it's so ob. It's so overdone. Right. And give uh, people something new to give love. Them, give them something new to love. Obviously, I lost this argument hard because they're called the Rail Yard Dogs with a W. With a W, but no Z. I saved that. Saved that. <laughs> it is fun to go to a Rail Yard. Dogs it game. is. It is fun to go to the Rail Yard Dogs game. And it's like, on the other hand, like 
it it's not a bad name either. Like it does work. And so I don't know. It's like I it, it bothers me that the those things get reused so often, those four things so all the time. But also like they do work. And it's like this is I have the same exact issue whenever we start a new project where I'm like do we do we use our last name in it because like so many of the projects that we've done before incorporate our last name yeah except for popcorn culture except for popcorn culture which is which is of course you know like it's its own its own thing yeah it needed to be but um yeah like I like whenever whenever I pitch like a new idea to you like my mind immediately always goes to like what would we call it? Like Carlin Brothers Brewing, you know, if we were to right. open like a brewery mm-hmm. or or what like what would be the name of whatever whatever project. Right. And so maybe I'm falling into my own my own trap door to a plant. <laughs> Took a just a little left turn into Harry Potter there <laughs> just, for a second. Just a small. <laughs> this is just a smidge. Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So that's, so that's the like, question is what goes on the flag. <laughs> The question is what goes on the flag. No mm-hmm. no words. No words. Okay. And it's a rectangle. And it's a rectangle. Because we're not Nepal. Does Nepal have a flag that's like, it's sort of like a, like there, two, two Vs. <clears throat> There's like a triangle flag out there. Okay. More like a pennant, if you ask me. Okay. Pendant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so if you have any submissions for that, whip them up drop them over on the reddit or mm. email it to uh popcorncultrepod at gmail.com oh we'll review the popcorn culture <clears throat> flag let's let's take a, a turn here because okay. we have um actually a corny joke i want to drop because I, I i as i looked over at my screen here i was like oh my gosh it's right there and i, I think this one's hilarious so uh today's corny joke comes from Corey t who says why do ducks have feathers to fly <laughs> <laughs> True, true. <laughs> Instead, it is to cover up their butt quacks. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Anytime you can incorporate quack into anything. It's, uh, quack is just such a good word. Oh, quack. Is it a top 10 word? I don't know. It's a top 10 onomatopoeia at the very least. Oh, it is that. That it is. Yeah. 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 I would I would stand firmly. I would stand Onomatopoeia firmly. might be a top 10 word. I don't Ooh, know. That's a good that's one. A good one. Uh, it was a spelling bee word when I was a kid once. Mm. I, I do not think right now if I were put on the spot, I could spell it. Oh, on. Uh, yeah. Is it, uh, I, I get to the third letter. I'm like, is it an O or an A? Onomatopoeia. I couldn't spell it. Right right now, so let's get away so. from that immediately. Yeah. Okay. So one of the new um, um, possible segments that we have incorporated today is um coming from our discord server so one of one of the benefits of being um uh, a member of the popcorn culture patreon is that you have access to our discord server where we have like a special um category just for just for little kernels just for a little kernel conversation and so if you would like to suggest a topic for the pop you can do so in that channel and today we have a topic that's been suggested by one agent krakow that says do you think black friday will ever disappear Okay, this is so actually as this episode comes out, it is Black Friday, right? Today, the day that this episode will go live is in fact is in fact Black Friday. Okay, I just wanted to clear that up because as far as my email uh, has been concerned, it has been Black Friday for like three weeks now. Yes, Um, and it's it's funny because I do think Black Friday has had this progression, which is like. It used to be the case that everybody really, really, really wanted to get out. Like, you know, you have your Thanksgiving 
dinner meal, uh, and then you would go out and and like wait at midnight to have like the doorbuster sale. And it was sort of like the the day after Thanksgiving is like when when the holiday season is in full effect, right? And so it was kind of like let's have all the biggest sales that day so that like people go to Thanksgiving and they hit the ground running the next day with with holiday prep and they can, and, and we'll have a bunch of people come in. Um, and so it was originally like the, the midnight opening so that you started exactly on black Friday. And then it seemed like they were kind of like now open at 10 PM, you know, well, on Thursday. Right. Yeah. And then it yeah. was like, it kind of like, moved. it's like, it's had the same effect as like the midnight premieres for movies. Yes. You know what I mean? Like has. once upon a time you had to go to the movies and be there at midnight so that you right. can see it at 1201. So like to me, I always loved that gimmick of like the midnight premiere. It was like, yeah, you're seeing it comes out on Friday. So the moment it's Friday, you can see it right the, right now, 12 o'clock. But then they're like, it's, you can tell what happened there is that people didn't like coming out at midnight. They're like, well, what if we also just do a 10 PM showing? Because then, then more people can, it's more approachable to more people. Right. And they're like, well, now it's just properly on Thursday. So we'll just have it come out at like regular times on Thursday night. And it's like, so now, now, even though all of the advertising says it comes out on Friday, most movies come out on a Thursday. day before, Yeah, which is there's no midnight showing to it anymore. It's just it just comes out the day before. Right. Whatever it's this like weird rule you have to know about movie dates that whatever it says the day it's coming out is, it's actually the day before, which is bananas to me. I think even this week, there's a movie supposed to be coming out uh Encanto supposed to be coming out on Thursday. They have backed it all the way into Tuesday. Yeah. It's, it's true. like <laughs> <laughs> so we've probably seen it by now. We probably have, but as of recording, we haven't. Yeah. Um, but so the, the kind of interesting thing about this is, it is exactly what you're saying. So it's like, it became such a phenomenon and, and they, they like pushed it back and pushed it back and pushed it back. But it also feels like as time has gone on, it's just sort of like lost all of its like luster. It's exactly what's happened. And I, and I think the other thing too, is that maybe there's been this, um, like, like, products have just been made more affordable in some capacity. So like I remember as a kid, you know, we had like our 27 inch TV screen and it was sort of like, if you wanted to like get to black Friday and be there at midnight, then they had like 10 TVs that were like the super big screens and you could buy it for like 200 bucks. Right. And it was sort of like, like, it was one of these things where it's like, if you were willing to go that extra mile, then, then basically the store was willing to say, we're okay with like losing money. In order to like, well, because here's the thing is that like they might price, yeah, 10 TVs at a really good price, right? Right. And you, you, the customer, don't know that it's only 10 TVs. You get the little flyer in the mail that says, you know, 60 inch TV, 200 bucks. And you're like, oh my gosh, right. Got to to be there. Yeah. Got to make sure they're definitely going to sell out. But you don't know. You don't know if they've got stocked one or 10 or a hundred. Right. So you got to be there right when it opens. But, and like <clears throat> the store strategy is like, yeah, whatever. We'll sell 10 things at a bit of a deficit. If it brings in 300 people physically into the store who just like, buy other things, who just cause the point, yeah, right. The point isn't to sell those TVs. The point is to get more people just physically into the store. Right. Like no one's walking into the store on black Friday and leaving completely empty handed. Right. You know, every person through the door is walking away with a purchase and that's what the business actually cares about. And so 
that like and it's like oh it's a great strategy at first except because yeah you get this big line of you know yeah 200 people outside but then you realize like well if we open earlier then even more people will come right and it's like because they don't they don't care about like the the heart like yeah they're not they're not trying to be like we'll reward people who work hard for it who they want to reward is themselves right with your money <laughs> yes yeah and and so that's the thing too and, and it's because like like i i think about our, our little like little strip mall here in roanoke which has like a, a best buy and then like a target and like a i don't know, like a pet smart or something but yeah. you know <laughs> I, um but the point and then there's like a walmart on the opposite end of that mm-hmm. um so like within one you know square the whole mall yeah like yeah there there is many different places you could you could go and the thing is is that like you know if if target is going to open at 10 and they also sell electronics then then best buy two doors down basically has to be like we have to open up at 10 too because we want to sell you those electronics and it's it's sort of like this it's 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 like the maybe glory (laughs) of competition in the marketplace starting to become a little bit of like a problem Mm -hmm. is um is that exact thing because like if if one person goes then then pretty much everybody has to go and then if one person goes a little bit more then then everybody has to go a little bit more yeah and eventually what's basically happened is the magic has basically been you know sucked out of the event entirely right um and the other thing i was going to say is that for the most part you can pretty much just buy a tv for two hundred dollars year round at this point and you know with shipping being the way that it is nowadays you can also have it within two days well this is i think part of actually what's been the problem this year in particular is that um it's not just like rolling back from black friday like into the evening of thanksgiving i think because i think my guess is that because of covid slowing down lots of shipping times that's part of why they're backing up the black friday deals like several weeks it's true like order like like we if you want us to be able to even service these sales we're gonna you we're gonna need the shipping time and it's just not there from thanksgiving to christmas day or you know whenever you need to wrap the presents by exactly so um, do it here. The, and that's totally understandable if you need to back it up for this. The question is, will it ever slide back forward? Or has like COVID allowed Black Friday an inch and it has taken a mile that it will not give back? So here's the thing. One of the, one of the very interesting things that I've heard once upon a time is that uh, in New York City, like where all like the really big like highbrow law firms are, mm-hmm. they all pay their associates the which is your first like like higher out of out of college or whatever like your yeah. first job in the in, like in a law firm um they all pay the exact same amount mm-hmm. so like they, they basically like they're all massively competing with each other for business because they're all like the new york city law firms right um but, but like what they've said is like if we all say that we won't offer you know a thousand dollars more a year as like a, like a competitive because what's going to happen is it's going to cost all of us money right. to to be like you know if if this firm offers I just, i'm going to arbitrarily choose numbers i have no idea if this is right but if we're going to pay fifty thousand, and this other one's like well if you're going to pay 50 we'll pay 60 and it's like now we'll get all the best recruits because we, we did that right you know and it's like a, and if you are the best recruit then of course you're going to go to the place that has may, maybe i don't know i mean there are other factors but still most likely they're going to feed into the one willing to pay the most. And so if that person goes 60, this other company might say, well, if you're doing 60, we can do 70, you know? And it's like, right. And it's like, all that's going to happen is it's just going to ramp up like wildfire. Yeah. Like year after year after year, that's just going to keep going up. 
So I almost feel like what really would need to happen for it to ever find its way back to that like original kind of magic would be for everybody in the market to be like, let's agree. Black yeah. Friday starts on at, at like at midnight on Friday after Thanksgiving. Right. And, and I think that that would be the like the only way to really it's like to, to bring it back. Um, but that being said, it's, there's probably also a question of do we want to bring it back? Like, is this even like a good like a good thing oh well that's like it's such a weird thing because it's it used to be like you needed to be in person in the store to do it anyway right whereas now so many like and it was weird because you had like black friday where you wanted to go to the stores in person and then there was like cyber monday and that was like the online shopping day right but now so many things are just bought online instead of in person anyway that like black friday deals happen online anyway it's true <laughs> so it's so, like why i don't I, you know if if what you're i it's not as big a deal either because the the only i mean the problem with black friday it seemed like for a while was that there was like people getting hurt because of the crowds yeah yeah like the rush <clears throat> but but i also feel like there's this like um you're very caught up in the moment so in, in the same way that like like toilet paper sort of became like extraordinarily scarce at the beginning of you know, all of the, the pandemic related stuff, sort of like toilet paper really had almost nothing at all to do with anything to do with the virus. So it's like, the, it, you know, the, that's not like a like an associated symptom, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden there was this frenzy. And so it was like, if you saw it, you were like, well, maybe, maybe I'm going to buy two packs instead of like my normal one pack. Right. Because, you know, it's like, because there is less. And so then it like, it feeds on itself until like literally the entire aisle is just empty at every store everywhere. Right. Um, and I think like, I remember one specific year where like the entire idea of Black Friday just like switched in my head. And it was like it, I, I was going into Walmart, I think, on the Wednesday to pick up um, just something for Thanksgiving dinner. So like I was I was walking through and they were preparing the store for the next day. Right. Uh, or I guess whatever the day was i was one day before black friday so they had all these pallets that were all like shrink wrapped so that you couldn't just go and like pick up any of the stuff but the sale signs were all there and i remember going past this like huge row of pallets i mean it was probably i don't know like three or four in a row stacked five feet high of toasters and the sign on it said you know block and decker toaster five dollars and it was like one of these things where i was like wow it's like so inexpensive for a toaster and then it was also like you don't need like a toaster is not something you need many of like it's it's not like mm-hmm. like should, yes maybe it is an inexpensive way <clears throat> to purchase a toaster but like how many people are coming in and just being like a toaster five dollars like that is like that is a great deal and it's like yes it is a great deal but nobody needs it like mm-hmm. the demand for for toasters is so low you know like in it i don't know the, it, for for whatever reason these toasters this one year it was the thing where i was like I see what happens. People are buying it because it's like the, because they can't believe how inexpensive it is. Right. And it's like, and there's something about it. And, and because there's such a flurry, it's like five bucks. I can do it. Throw one in the cart. Right. You know, and it's like, then who you gave me that toaster to? And who is getting a toaster? That's like, yes, toaster. This is what I wanted. And, but you know what? I mean, it's possible you're just buying it for yourself. And maybe that toaster is an upgrade from the co- toaster you had in college. And, no, you got it for five bucks. Well, that's true. But I mean, <clears throat> my guess is that the $5 toaster is probably not the most advanced toasting technology. I, on the market. I, I have to agree with you. It's probably not the best toaster you could get. Right. But you're right. Like they're just like, they're probably not losing money on the $5 toaster, but they are making a little bit of money on it. Yeah. And, and it's, 
I don't know. So it's 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 just interesting to me because I, I think I think especially what's so great and, and as someone who likes to to give gifts, I think maybe that's also part of where it like um, it feels like it's like tainting the water or something like that. But it's like I like the thoughtfulness that goes into like I got this person this thing because it like fulfilled a need that I knew they had or it like reminded me of them or it I don't know like you know it was it was something I knew they would never get themselves but like but I could get it for them or something like there, there's all these different like feelings and emotions that I get and and definitely as I've gotten older I absolutely transitioned at some point in time from instead of looking for the boxes from for for me like I did as a kid you know like like how many do I still have left under the tree or whatever I always look for my own my own wrapping paper mm-hmm. where I'm like, how many do I like? Oh, like Jay still hasn't opened the one for me yet. Oh, right. Like, like, you know, like how many more of my own presents do I get to see unwrapped? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think a huge portion of that is, is again, going back to these toasters and being like, <clears throat> there's just no way. Like there's just, I mean, there, there's there. I'm not gonna say there's no group of people out there who don't just need a toaster. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a great opportunity to snag one at a great deal, but it's also like, it is, is that even like a thoughtful gift or are you just putting stuff in a cart because it's inexpensive because you can purchase it because you can like, I mean, that's the, that's like the whole power of just like microtransactions. Like for you, it's only $5, but if 200 people buy a $5 toaster, then Walmart just made a thousand bucks, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I see where it works for Walmart. I mean, I'm not, I'm not questioning Walmart strategy. I'm questioning the, like the, the, um, like de-evolution of the gift giving <clears throat> process due to the frenzy ah. is, is really where I'm coming from. Right. I'm not concerned that Walmart's not making money. I'm a hundred percent sure they are. <laughs> yeah. De- definitely not looking out for them. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that was the, the great toaster incident. Yeah. Of I don't 2014. If um, I don't think it will to answer the original question, will it ever get disappear? Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it will either. I think that Q4 <laughs> will always be a very, 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 very powerful year for uh, a very powerful time of year for retail. Yeah, sales. Absolutely. Because, because I, I also just can't imagine the holiday season as we know it changing. It's also just sort of like it's one of those weird things where like a lot of businesses will make it like it make like 80% of the sales for their whole year, like in the final two months. Yes. You know, like because of this exact, um, like thing. Yep. And that, you know, might be the thing that's holding them up for the majority of the rest of the year. Right. You know? Yeah. And and I think that that's like why they call it black Friday to begin with is because it gets most businesses back into the black. Right. So the, for the most part, it means that you're operating in the red for the whole year and and being able to become a profitable company happens literally in that final stretch. Right. And that's just a huge part of of how our like economy stands. Yeah, like how it works. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Um I I will say that me personally my um I tend to use Black Friday to purchase a lot of gifts mostly because it's like uh historically it's just the day like where we're not doing Thanksgiving, we're also off of work. And they're usually, especially now, are online sales. So I would usually sit down and have like my lists and everything that I figured out and, and still try to take advantage of the fact that there are good deals happening on this day. But right. I am not allowing the deals to dictate the purchases. I'm just trying to take advantage of the fact that <laughs> right, they are like there. Pick out all the stuff ahead of time 
see if there's deals on those things on this day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's usually how how I approach it. Yeah. Do you have any big plans this year? Is for Black a, Friday? Well, not for Black Friday in particular, but like as as Luke will be four years old at Christmas, he's mm-hmm. he is like really entering the is, golden yeah, era of prime Christmas years. Yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. So is is there anything like has he even told you if there's anything he wants? Oh, I mean, there he tells me toys he wants all the time, Ben. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and we have we do have some like fun, like bigger things that we're um yeah gonna gonna get for them. Uh, the thing is that between now and then is also Luke's birthday, so yeah, that's yeah, been sure. my other more immediate concern. I got you. Thanks again, but we already have him a birthday gift, and it's pretty great. That's and awesome. I'm sure it's gonna be. I'm gonna be up late assembling it. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably tonight as you're listening to it <laughs> that's exciting though yeah is his birthday the day after thanksgiving uh his Jesus. birthday is the monday after thanksgiving oh but it's party but the party is the saturday after Got it. thanksgiving well happy early birthday luke's there yes indeed my little dude yeah he's super fun <laughs> he is super fun <laughs> okay let's see here so i think as we close out i feel like there's one last thing that i want to touch on okay which is snickerdoodles oh we've come back we've come full circle we have more snickerdoodle fallout oh my gosh <laughs> it's been the funniest thing ever <laughs> like the number of people that i mean we we've we've dropped some strong opinions about we things on this show we I mean, we're, we're known for There's it no doubt it's it's basically the tagline of the show yeah and yet somehow snickerdoodles maybe taking forehead microphones cake wow for most responded to topic. <laughs> so, so if you recall, several months ago, we didn't know that the little dots on Broadway actors' heads were, were microphones. Right. And we, we thought it had something to do with like a bunch of other things. And we speculated. And, we were wrong. And tons of people messaged me and they were like, um, they're microphones. Um, <clears throat> now, tons of people have messaged me saying, how dare you slander? We're not, the, the thing is, we're not slandering ye old snickerdoodle. You know, it's, I mean, they're not the best cookies by far, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just throwing fuel <laughs> on the fire. I would never. Um, they're just the worst named cookie. However, since then, uh, we have, I have, uh, in the flurry of emails, we, uh, and, you know, the information and from Snickerdoodle Defenders galore. Yeah. Um, we have. Res- yeah, worldwide. Although it's mostly just an American cookie, I've learned. Okay, learned okay. much about the Snickerdoodles. We had a Google Hangout call where we um, were given much information from one of our <laughs> um, patrons over on Super Carlin Brothers, uh, Texas, who was from Julia. Um, had much information to share, and I thought it was all quite fascinating. Yeah, so I think <clears throat> one of the things that she brought up is that apparently at some point in time in history there were like these like cookie naming conventions now. Yes. I, is that right? She did bring that up. Okay. And I am unsure if that is accurate. Oh, interesting. Because I looked up, I was like, cookie naming convention, like there must be all sorts of hilarious things that came out of this. But if you just Google cookie naming convention, like I couldn't get anything to come up. And I was like, I swear this is what this is what text told us. So I actually messaged her on Discord. She sent me a bunch of links, none of which included the cookie naming convention. Sorry, Julia. But there is a New England tradition, nonetheless, of naming cookies whimsical, nonsensical things that have nothing to do with what they taste like. And see, this is th- like even even when she told me the idea of the cookie naming convention, I was like, that makes sense. Like, I'm not saying Snickerdoodle is not a fantastic name for a cookie. 
it's just not the best name for this cookie cookie like and i'm even i and again i go back to my defense that i feel like the reason that this cookie has been able to exist for so long is and and, and here's the thing cookies are delicious right you know Mm -hmm. it's like so so a bunch of people are like how like you know this is my favorite cookie and it's like cookies are good i'm not arguing with that i mean you know they're they're heckin delicious um but could it be the case that it that still part of the reason that you even know what it is to begin with is because its name was even better than the cookie itself? Uh, absolutely, I think that's the case for sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, though, where the name came from is indeed a point of contention. Okay. Um, it turns out that the name is older than the name Snickers for the candy bar. So Snickerdoodles came first, at least they were started arriving like cookbooks and stuff okay uh so there is that i will say uh that i don't obviously though snickers weren't named after snickerdoodles obviously they don't taste the same or have any of the same ingredients at all right um and snicker bars were named after a horse so that's even better and i think they've really um really really put the put the word snicker to its ultimate use uh, much more than the cookie ever has, but nonetheless, <coughs> there is some theories as to where it came from. One is that it is of German origin and that it is a corruption of the German word, or I'm going to say it wrong, Schneckenoodle. Schneckenoodle? Schneckenoodle. Schneckenoodle. Oh, boy. S-C-H-N-E-C-K-E-N-N-U-D-E-L. That. <laughs> I cannot be convinced that this is not the origin. You can't believe that's It's very close. It feels very close. It feels like it feels like they were like, we, we need a more, you know, if we're going to sell these on on the the New England streets of America, right. it needs to be like like they, they were like, we, we need a, like a name that feels more. Yeah, I can see them initially trying to call it that and people being like, what's that? Can I get the snuckadoodle? And they'd be like, the what? The snickerdoodle. And then eventually we're just like, did you say snickerdoodle? That's a funny word. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do that instead. However, the other possible name uh, origin is that it is a complete nonsense word with no particular meaning, which sounds all too true. Um, And that it is simply part of a, a New England tradition of whimsical cookie names. And there are a but. So it turns out that I think our complaints are pretty well founded because if you there is a whole list of other silly whimsical cookie names that have come out of new england yeah and it's like it to me what this reads because i've never heard of any of these for the most part maybe some of you have but um to me what it seems like is there was like a whole bunch of just complete whimsy and it's like it the fact is they all were nonsensical and so for the most part they all just fell and there's like one lone standing survivor of like the whimsy, and it's the Snickerdoodle, which is because <coughs> it's a great name. Because it's for a, a good name. Yeah, because it's a good name. It might have even I don't know. Maybe it was the best tasting one anyway. And here's some other ridiculous cookie names you might have be familiar with. I guess if you're from New England, uh, Joe Froggers. Uh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. What do you think's in a Joe Frogger? Coffee and frogs coffee and frogs uh they are actually more of a molasses cookie it seems like it's got ginger cloves allspice nutmeg so it really seems like a like a um christmas cookie okay dare i say but no but no frogs no frogs okay. nope yeah again doesn't do what it says on the box yeah no, it's gonna doesn't. be a big theme here okay. uh jumbles okay <laughs> you want a jumble okay oh i would imagine a jumble to be um like maybe very 
uh, inexact in shape and size. Mm. So like in my mind, I would imagine a very sticky dough where you would maybe like almost need to have like a little bit of a like velocity based plop so that you can you would take like a like a like a glop of it yeah. and you would be like glop <coughs> right onto your baking tray with your parchment paper and uh, and it, how it would fall would be in a very like chaotic um you know like arm reachy pattern okay and so when it was cooked you'd have a you'd have you know a jumble okay interesting so my initial take when i heard the word jumble was that it was going to be like a like a kitchen sink cookie like you just jumbled up everything else it had oh that's left. pretty good that's pretty right. good now see now the point is, the real point, I'll tell you what the jumble cookie is, but the real point is that the name did not dictate at all what we were to experience because we obviously both had what sounds like pretty reasonable interpretations, neither of which are accurate. Okay. What is a jumble? Like? A jumble cookie is a simple butter cookie made with the basic recipe of flour, sugar, eggs, and butter. They can be flavored with vanilla, anise, or caraway seeds used for flavoring or almond so basically it's just a sugar cookie that's what it sounds like <laughs> you have got to be kidding I me know. with the with the name <coughs> jumbles. jumbles take a hike jumbles get out of here I'm not also e- not even interested plunkets I, I would stick to literally jumbles and plunkets it could be the same thing could be the same thing they're not uh plunkets is just a different word for monkey bread okay monkey bread i would i will grant that monkey bread does not uh also do what it says on the box per se yeah i mean that's fair but i think i think that i could see because because monkey bread tends to at least the way that i think of monkey bread is that it, it is um groups of irregular shapes yeah. so i feel like at the very least it's not like a like a circular like, it's not like a cookie it's not like a disc yeah yeah it's not anyway it's not describing a cookie and that's really the 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 difference here okay also here this is i think is another one as far as like yeah monkey bread like you might not know what that is but you probably do know what it is because i would say that like if you hear monkey bread you know exactly what it is because it is so good like the like it's i mean of course it is it's just like loaded with like fat and sugar yeah and it's very dense and tasty you've never had it you should try it but it has such like a commanding powerful like awesomeness to it that uh, the snickerdoodle does not have, I think. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's you know what fair. I mean? Yeah. Like if the snickerdoodle cookies tasted as robust as monkey bread did, I, don't, I think I could get over the name, but they just don't. Okay. They have such a medium flavor to them. Um, next up, crybabies. Okay. I mean, there's no way for me to not think that this would somehow be like a sour. I know. Cookie. That's where I go. I was like, I get like the sour patch kid yeah. nature to it or um, something. So like I, I almost like it makes my tongue sort of have like a film on it just mm. to think about it. Yeah. These actually are closer to your earlier guess. They have got molasses, coffee, cinnamon, ginger, cloves. Uh, those are the main ingredients or the main flavors. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So it has the coffee in it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So I'm yeah. I just I don't know. I, I see a couple more on here. I mean we've got we've got let's see here Graham Jakes, Jolly Boys, the Brambles, Tangle Breaches. Yeah. And my favorite, my favorite, ready? Yeah. Kinkawoodles. Wow. <laughs> Kinkawoodles, which are literally also just snickerdoodles. It's just Kink- <laughs> somehow I, an it, even less effective name. I feel like this, the same bakery was like, okay, we got like the snickerdoodles. Like, what could we do? Like, they sell, they sell like hotcakes. Yeah. So what, what should we, what should we get 
you know what? They literally hotcakes. They it's could, they could, a, yeah. They could have like a ledger where they compare the sales of hotcakes and snickerdoodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like they were like, okay, like they, like these snickerdoodles, they do really well. So like, what could we do that's like like snickerdoodle? We could do like, what's um, kinkaboodle, kinkaboodle, And it's like <laughs> this almost sounds like someone who like <clears throat> makes up a word on the spot, and it's not very good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Kinkawoodles. Those are some other nonsense cookie names that exist. Okay. So I I mean I I want the people at home to know that we hear you. We see you. We understand where you're coming from. Right. That that maybe maybe we didn't speak so highly of your beloved snickerdoodles, but I still can't help but feel like history culture is on our side, which is to say that these cookies came from a particular part of the world which is known for applying nonsensical names that don't have very much at all to do with the product itself. I will I will give the Snickerdoodle props for being like the lone survivor yeah. of the nonsense names. Absolutely. I think I think that there is testament to that. But I also think that that's that's true to point, which is the fact that it's a great name for a cookie. So sight unseen anybody being told that a Snickerdoodle is is or able to be on the 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 physical table. It's like, well, yeah, I want that. That yeah. sounds good. It, I mean, it sounds a heck of a lot better than a than a a crybaby. <laughs> you want to eat some crybabies or a Jolly Boy? <laughs> the Jolly Boys had bacon in them. Well, that sounds kind of. Cool. It does. It has bacon and uh, lard. Okay, so, so we're we're really doubling down on our fat sources. <laughs> it's a very fat, heavy cookie. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Oh man. Okay, okay, okay. Well, if anybody has tried any of these other various cookies, we're gonna absolutely need your way in um, because now I'm incredibly curious if if somehow not only are we here saying that these other ones have died, if people are like they are delicacies. Yeah, <laughs> right. People are like, How you've never heard you? of Joe Froggers, like Kinko Moodles. <laughs> This feels like we're making stuff up. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. We appreciate it just so very much. Uh, if you would like to support us on Patreon, where you can uh, either get a, just a huge amount of backlog of After the Final Pop additional recordings that Jay and I do after each episode of The Pop. Uh, if you would like to sign up for the exclusive merch tier and get some really cool uh, popcorn culture swag or would like to be a part of the Discord conversation where you can suggest a topic, you know, to, to actually be a part of the pop culture show. conversation. Uh, you can do all of those things by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise, uh, if you have any flag submissions, you can send those over to uh, popcornculturepod at gmail.com or submit them over on our Reddit page. Otherwise, until next week. Pop, pop! Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.